Fuck you, you little shit, wherever you are, you ruined Cloud Atlas for me. <laughs> to Dallas? Why would it be Dallas? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Why would you say four after I said four? Just oh. ruining the countdown. Well, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking we're kind of done together. I was like, no, that's stupid. And I was like, NASA. Um. I saw that movie called Hidden Figures. I don't remember what year it was. Hidden was Figures? It... That was this year. Came out in uh, late December, early July. Oh, it was like really good. I watched it and I was like, yeah, space. Oh, Janelle Monae is my is my waifu, even though she has a ban on sex until women get better rights. I know. Uh, well, <laughs> that's never gonna happen then. I know. Oh, politics, especially now. I don't know. Does grabbing them by the pussy count as better rights? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so what episode do you think this is? <laughs> I all I did was put Danish girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, <clears throat> it has to be an even number, right? It's an odd number. <laughs> okay, so that like literally makes anything so you're technically right 18 it's 18 it's an even number it's 18 it's 17 damn it <laughs> fuck <laughs> god damn it you know it was close at least you're like within the same like two number grouping this movie was depressing as shit yeah it was depressing wasn't it what? It was depressing. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, okay. <clears throat> I wish that this was like, you know, the same setup as back home because I don't know why Skype is actually like so much of a better quality than a phone call, but it is. But internet Cause, problems. Because it's Skype. Yes. Do you hate know. the fact that you like you're using a Microsoft product when you use Skype? No, I never thought about that. I don't have anything <laughs> against I don't have anything against Microsoft or or you know non Apple things. I just and I run Mac. That is what I do now. Anyway, no, it's it's really funny. At work, we were using the uh, Microsoft Business Connect tools or whatever uh, to for like our chats. I just and then say, one day I came in. Wait, what? I just want to say that all the report, all the recording issues, and all of the the episodes that have joined the episode graveyard have been because of audition problems, not because of GarageBand. No, well, two of them. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Ah. What I'm trying to say is, I came into work one day, and all my like chat tools switched over to uh, Skype for business. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Oh, this... those assholes didn't put two sugars in my coffee. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. What? Oh my god. I'm really. 
I'm really adamant about my two sugars in my coffee. Apparently. And this is like two sugar packets specifically. Specifically two sugar packets. Okay. Steamed steamed milk. Yeah. Uh, Sugar in the raw. Steamed milk, foam on the top, sprinkled with (sighs) nutmeg, and then one more sugar packet on the top of the foam. I'm very particular about my Starbucks coffee. I I want you to be honest with me here. Are you a valley girl born in the body of a boy? No, I just like uh, really nutty, earthy flavors in my coffee. So like... The haze, the the nutmeg on top is really nice, but the nutmeg is like sour, so I, I sprinkle a little bit of sugar on top of the nutmeg. So when I drink it, I get sweet nut nutmeg taste in my kind of not sweet coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my mom, my, my mom is my mom, my mom makes coffee for a living, so I'm really into coffee, like very okay. specific. I guess that's fine. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about this movie, because I'm, like, technically shut in the bedroom, and, like, being, like, be quiet. That's fine. (laughs) Quiet. Okay, Okay, so, I guess, if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Hello there, and welcome to Amateur Movie Critics Podcast. I'm your host, Red, and I think that the movie might be... Okay, never mind. Crap. (laughs) No! I couldn't think of anything on the fly. <laughs> okay, this is the this is the thing. Here, here's my ho. Here's my co-host Peter, who paints the same thing over and over again. Yep, and I have always been Peter. It's always been a part of me. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, <laughs> see, even you can think of funny things. This is why we shouldn't record in the mornings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, today we're going to be reviewing the 2015 film The Danish Girl. The first time we met, she propositioned me. She seemed so sure. I was sure. It was so shy and mysterious. Is there something you'd like to tell me? Is there something you'd like to know? I'm your wife. I know everything. (laughs) Could you help me with something? You will not tell anyone about this. Hello there. (laughs) We're going to call you Lily. (laughs) I want to sketch you. Lily. We should go out tonight. Give them something different. Lily. You're exquisite. You're different from most girls. I feel I'd need to ask your permission before I kissed you. Exactly what happened last night? There was a moment when I wasn't me. There was a moment when I was just... Lily. But Lily doesn't exist. We were playing a game. Something changed. He's lost his way. He needs a friend. Let me help. I think Lily's thoughts. I dream her dreams. She was always there. I need my husband. I need to hold my husband. Are you all right? The fact is, 
I believe that I'm a woman. And I believe it too. Surgery has never been attempted before. You're my own life. It could kill you. It's my only hope. This is not my body. I have to let him go. I love you because you're the only person who made sense of me. Who made me possible. Give you a little breakdown on this. It was directed by Tom Hooper and written by David Ebershoff, or the book. I'm not, I'm not sure if there was a book called The Danish Girl, or this is the book they're referring to in the movie called Man to Woman. I probably should have checked up on that, but I didn't. And the screenplay was written by Lucinda Coxon. It stars Eddie Redmayne, Alice Vikander, and Mattis uh, Schonertz. I think that's how you say it. You got 7.10 on I or 7.0 on IMDb and a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. The plot is, with support from his loving wife Gerda, artist Einar Wagner prepares to undergo one of the first sex change operations. And that's it. It's a, basically, that does outline it without spoiling anything. So we're gonna spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you oh, yeah, think we're, of the we're movie? Um, I I kind of knew what this movie was going into it, uh, but I I don't I didn't really know. Um, so I don't know. I I, hmm. I don't know. I it surprised me. By the way, listeners, uh, I am recording on location today <laughs> from the set of the no. I'm I'm recording uh on vacation today actually because <clears throat> I wrecked my car, and I'm off work for a couple weeks. I think I've said that I'm a driver before in the past. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you need to get that. Wait, I didn't realize your car was completely wrecked, right? It's, it's not drivable. The hood doesn't close. It's not, like, total, no, that's not drivable. but it's, like, in the shop. No, that's not drivable. Well, yeah. you could, you could, there's I mean, bungee cords. You could, I mean, yeah. there's ways of fixing that. <laughs> I think there's, like, a standard of service with Uber, and that's not acceptable. Like, star rating goes down or something but uh, either way yeah i had to tie the hood down with a dog leash that's how bad it was. <laughs> i had to go buy a dog leash then tie it down and then with a dog leash. why didn't you just get bungee cords the thing you know, that's made for i don't well because it was like closer and cheaper like it was cbs and it's like hey this will work tie it down because it was nylon i think yeah okay nylon. okay that's fine that's right, you know, you know what? Actually, I I just realized I haven't told this story on the podcast. Okay, uh, <laughs> I don't want to like be all you know victim or whatever, but this totally wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was it was stopping on traffic. It was basically, you know what? No, because first first email we're ever gonna get is gonna be someone like, "No, it's still your fault." Yes, technically still my fault. But either way, I I crashed into the back of this lady and fucked up my car. Hardly did anything to hers, thank God, because it was like a brand new $70,000 Cadillac. Really, <laughs> really, really bad. Um, but then, like, we're sitting next to the HOV lane, I'm like, pointing, like, let's let's get off the freeway, the exit's right there, you know, just like, over there, and she's not doing anything, and so I have to get out of my car and walk, like, parallel to the HOV lane down to her car, 
and like people honking and stuff and like my my emergencies are on there's obviously an accident here and like I walk up to her and I'm like hey I'm sorry are you okay blah 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 and she's like you have to call 911 because I have a heart condition I don't have my emergency defibrillator with me and I can't get through to them and I was like fuck uh, end of story, she was fine. She was like, hey, sorry for scaring you. Like, I'm fine now. But <laughs> I was like, I really hope that she doesn't die. Because this would make my day worse. But no, she's fine. Like, and yeah. So, but the best part is, is because, I don't know if this is a thing everywhere, but I know for sure in Arizona, and I believe California, because the police were there, they're like, here's a... $200 ticket for failing to avoid a crash. I was like, hmm. this sucks because I'm paying a deductible as well. That so, really sucks, yeah. It's like, this makes no sense. But, whatever. Either way. Okay, that's the story. You know what, I'm not gonna get any further into that. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you know me personally out there, listeners, which I'm sure that at least one of you do, hi, mom. <laughs> I just did that thing, yes. Um... But, uh, yeah, you know you know the specifics of the story. Either way. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm on vacation today. Because they're not going to get back to me until probably later today and tell me when it may or may not be done. So, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's like, you know what? Shit happens and then you die. Back to the movie. <laughs> so that's why there's a... That is why there is a AC running in the background, listeners. So, sorry, like, can't turn it off. Because it's hot as fuck out here. Because we're in the middle of the Arizona desert. So. <sighs> this movie was depressing. But very good. Yeah, it was good. I didn't, like, love it. But it was good. It was compelling. And, like, I felt like I learned something about the transgendered community. Like, That's it true. Felt, it felt but... respectful, at least. Yeah, but one of my really, really good friends is transgender, and I lived with him during the process. So. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't know. I Strangely enough, I don't know any actual transgender people, or at least anyone who's told me. But It's really, it's really ironic that we're, like watching this movie when all that transgendered uh, stuff happened last week on Survivor. <laughs> oh my god. I think I might be like uninformed on, on current media. Also dating this podcast, but who cares? Okay. <laughs> Tell me what's happening. Um, <clears throat> one of the guys on this season Survivor played before. His name is Zeke. Um, but he's transgendered and he didn't tell anybody that. Not even like I know that, like, the show's producers knew, but, like, no one... He never made it, like, known, so it was never, like, a storyline on the show. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, Zeke is the first transgendered player to play Survivor. No, no, that was never said. It was, like, he's just a guy who's playing this game, right? This is his second season on, because it's, like, a returning player season. Um, and, um... His tribe went to tribal council, and one of the guys named Jeff uh, Varner, mm-hmm. he was he he was definitely getting voted off. So he was trying any way to make anybody else look bad. Oh no! So he could 
possibly like throw Stay. votes off of himself. Yeah. Oh no. So he said he found out about a secret alliance between Zeke and the other guy on the bottom. Um on the bottom. Um like the other guy on the bottom that everybody was also going to vote out eventually. Um Ozzy. Um but so he at tribal council was all like Zeke's lying to everybody. Uh, he has a secret alliance with Ozzy. Uh, and they're like, yeah, okay. Everybody was like, whatever. And then he was all like, you don't understand. He lies to everybody all the all the time. He's very uh, deceptive. Um, and then he turns to him and is like, why didn't you tell anybody you're transgendered? Um, oh, because no. Varner picked up on it. Because Varner's like... Varner's a gay guy as well. He picked up on it. Same reason how... Same way I picked up on it on Zeke's first season. Yeah. Um, cause, like, yeah, yeah. Because Sky went through his thing. Um, yeah. Also, so there's, like, like top surgery. And there's then, always scars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then immediately, immediately, everybody's all like... Because no one knew. Everybody's all like, what? <laughs> and then no. uh, the, host, <laughs> the host was like... Um, what and like zeke like just looks stunned he's like i haven't told anybody oh no in all of my seasons of survivor oh just awful he just outed him to america that's personal (laughs) fuck (laughs) yeah it was like yeah it was just awful awful for everybody involved (sighs) just sucks and then like and then, like, at first, he was like, yeah, 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 He's like, he has the ability to deceive everybody because he doesn't tell people this. And then, like, everybody's like, you don't just out somebody like that. That's personal. That's not about playing this game. Everybody's super mad. Everybody's <laughs> upset. And he's still trying to, like, backtalk it. But then, like, f- like five minutes in... Uh, he starts to realize what he did, and you could like you could just see on his face he made the biggest mistake, <laughs> and possibly just ruined his life. I mean, this guy is gay, right? So it's like yeah, he understands like the faux pas of outing someone, and he just outed someone. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm not I'm not trying to defend like his actions, but to his defense. I mean, I know people get ugly on Survivor, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But to his defense, though, Zeke filmed the two seasons back to back, so oh. no one, all the everybody's returning player, returning players, right? Yeah. So all these new returning players, they all know each other except for the two people who just like filmed their season, Michaela and Zeke. So Varner, I what I think what happened is Varner thought that he was, like, out being trans and, like, assumed everybody knew already because everybody watched the last season. Oh, no. That's still not good. And he, it's like... Yeah, oh, no. and he thought that, like... To him, he thought Zeke was just using it on this season to, like, just to lie to people. And he was just using that to his own advantage. It never even came across to him that Zeke just didn't want to talk about that because, as he said in his own words, when you tell people you're trans, that's all you become now. You don't become that person anymore. You're now the trans guy, and he didn't want that to happen. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> that's yeah, so, it's it's that's bad. like most hated person in America status right there. It's like yeah. that's so awful. now everybody hates Jeff. Everybody hates Jeff Varner now, and now Zeke is now a fucking trans icon, even though he didn't want that to begin with. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> right up there with Caitlyn Jenner. I don't want to say I don't want to say Caitlyn Jenner because the, I watched I Am Kate like the whole thing. Yeah, I was like, this person knows no struggles. This is an upper middle class white. No, this is this is like a upper crust white man celebrity who turned into an upper crust white lady celebrity. That's it. It's, it's like <laughs> there there are no know, struggles being represented here. I can't I I can't speak to the struggles of being transgendered. I. I honestly can't. Like, I can't speak for anyone, but it's like this person had oodles and oodles of money and lo- and apparently lost almost no one close to them, as was demonstrated in the show. It's like that's. Ugh. It's like well, okay. Uh, easy, smooth sailing. Just whatever. <laughs> Not that there's. I have anything against Caitlyn Jenner. You do you. Live your life. Whatever. Back to this I'm not movie. a huge fan of Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I, what I find interesting, though, is that this 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 whole thing was very similar because the only reason that Einar was able to become Lily is because, like, Einar was like part of this like upper class. Well, you know, like this is this took place in what nineteen twenties to nineteen thirties, I believe, right? Nineteen twenty-seven, I think, in my research. Yeah. Downton Abbey-ish yeah. time. I mean, it's like, let's let's compare this to Thomas from that show, who was just gay, but it's like he was lower class, so it's like obviously he couldn't like be out or whatever because it wasn't safe. It's like you're powerful enough, you have enough money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So that's how this came about. That aside, this movie was very very interesting, mostly because, well, first off. I'd like to say Eddie Redmayne is a beautiful man the way that Tom Hiddleston is, and the way that Tilda Swinton is a handsome woman. Tom Hiddleston. I don't know. Eddie Redmayne... I mean, I, if... I can't compare Tom Hiddleston and Eddie Redmayne. I don't know. Well, if you, wa- if you look at the movie The Oldest Lovers Alive, it's like the two most androgynous people in the world are in the same place. And it's like, <laughs> I feel so confused. I, I know, they're... <laughs> They're very androgynous, and they're vampires, and they're living in L.A. It's very... <laughs> it's so androgynous, androgynous, sexy vampires. I mean, that's it's everything to me. But anyway, the and Dakota Fanning for some godforsaken reason. Like, she needed any more vampire stuff. Wait, was she in that movie? <laughs> yes, she was in that movie. She was in that fucking movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it's like... Pass on another Dakota Fanning vampire thing. Sorry. Oh, I don't man. I don't I don't hate her. <laughs> no, but it's like I don't know. She just was so I understand the character she was playing in Twilight, which actually brings me to our like to a point, like a PSA about the podcast, but in a second. Uh, I mean I understand the character she was playing was supposed to be like, you know, wooden, but her performance was also wooden. Like she didn't do anything to the character at all. I don't know. I I remember Dakota Fanning from a few things. The best thing she was ever in was The Secret Life of Bees, and that's because I read the book first, and she still came off as a little wooden to me. Sorry, Dakota Fanning. 
Elle Fanning is better than you. What was that? What was that movie she was in where like they had teleportation powers? It was like Blink. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. Oh wait, she was really good in that. It was called Push. It was. Oh, Push. My yeah, husband, yeah. Chris Evans, like. Oh, Chris but... Evans was in that. I totally forgot. Chris yeah, Evans he was. was he was like the. He was <laughs> you thought he was the one that There's... was like Push because it's like moving stuff, but it's like no, he was a mover, and it's like whatever. That movie was weird, but it sort of made sense. I like that it took place in Thailand, though. There's... Chris Evans is weird because there's, like, pre-Captain America Chris Evans and post-Captain America Chris Evans. <laughs> and he's, like, a completely... He's literally a different person after he started playing Captain America. Like, just a completely different person. His image changed, and I guess he needed to keep up with that whole... I mean... Look at Robert Downey Jr. I mean, now everyone's like Iron Man. <laughs> getting back, getting back to uh, um. Okay, wait. Before we get back to this movie, listeners, we're gonna be doing this thing soon. I'm gonna be tweeting about it. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to be doing a drinking game viewing of Twilight. So the Twilight drinking game. I'll put the. I'll, I'll like. I'll figure out the uh, blog eventually, but also like tweet about it. Yeah, we'll. And we're essentially going to have a few people on, and we're going to watch Twilight and play the drinking game. You can sync it up at home if you want and do it with us. But that's Yeah, it'll it be like a there. movie commentary, but we get progressively more drunk. Yes, because like the, the rules, they're basically every 10 seconds you're, you're taking a drink. I, I very strongly recommend... That we take drinks. Are you doing beer or shocked. like? Are you I'm doing beer? Like, doing, yeah, I'm doing like. Apple you're doing beer, beer or. That's like, oh my god, that's not good enough. We we have to do like at least a shot before we go into well, it. Well, no, yeah, and, yeah then... like, and also like when it comes to the chug your drink, I'm thinking like just do a shot of something really hard, like tequila. I mean, not necessarily like it can be whatever you want, but it's like it has to be something hard. Oh, tequila. Oof. Okay. I just, yeah, I yeah, yeah. we'll tequila. figure this out. I'm Mexican. I do tequila. Hopefully, my friend Harper, she, uh, her beer she's been brewing is done by then because it's gonna be super alcoholic, and uh, I'll just drink that the entire time. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, what I'm drinking is gonna, what I'm gonna be drinking is gonna be like super sugary because I hate beer, but it's like, what was it Angry Orchard? It's a hard cider. I call it apple beer because it's like beer-ish. It's sold where the beer is, but. That's just me. So, we start off in Denmark, which it took me a long time to realize that Danish was Denmark, because there's no Daneland. I kept wanting to say Daneland. The ladies with the with the newspaper and the fish market, did you think that was weird? Like, was that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't, I don't know. know. Other countries are weird. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like something I had seen. But I could have sworn that those were like real hats, but it's like no, they're wearing newspaper on their head. I'm like, why? Is, is it? This makes no sense. But whatever. I'm sure they wouldn't put it in the movie unless it was a thing. I'm hoping so because it's like a period thing. I'm hoping they did some sort of research. So uh, we get to was it? Einar. It was pronounced Bainer, but it's like spelled. Wagner, which is yeah. the way that Americans pronounce it, because I believe that's still a name that some people have, like Nancy Wagner, who I don't <laughs> remember who she is. 
I know that name. So, basically, he's a, a famous introspective artist who just paints the exact same thing over and over again. I call that a one-trick pony, but whatever. No, that's a thing, though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he was like, the swamp is in me. And I'm like, okay, but are there any other <clears throat> landscapes in you? Because I'd get bored real quick. I mean... But that's anyway. also, like, that's also a reference to him being post- or pre-transitioning, you know? Yeah, I guess. Like, muddled up with emotions on the inside, so he... He, like, the only way you could output this. Maybe, like, being trans is a direct result of him being an artist, because that's, like, the only way he can, like, show his emotions. But, I don't know. There's, you know. I could, <laughs> getting I could really see that. deep into this. There, well, I mean, this was a real person, and there was a real story, and, like, like, I don't want to say he, but, like, before she transitioned, like, an actual artist. And also, mm-hmm. I mean... I don't. I did not do enough research on this because it was like really late last night, and I was like, okay, I just need to finish watching this movie, and I need to go to bed. So, but you know what? This is. I am obviously not the part of the podcast that does the research. You all know this, listeners. You all know this. <laughs> so, we very quickly get into this thing where he's like kind of like looking at ladies clothes a little bit different after the whole his wife is like you need to put on these stockings and these shoes and this dress and he's like i'm not gonna do that and then he's like secretly totally into it but i i thought it was funny that she was like walking in the room she's like you're putting the stockings on backwards and me personally i was like does it matter (laughs) but does i guess it matters i think it does matter i think it does they're like socks. I mean, there's like a point. There's a part where your heel goes, I guess. Uh, either way. It was also the shoes. He's like, they're not going to fit. They totally fit. Just that too. So that means no, that... No, because if he would have... No, I guess they did fit, yeah. Well, because it, it's like... Okay, so either... <laughs> getting back to the bling ring. Either the friend had Paris Hilton-sized feet, or he had very tiny feet. That, or it was just a prop thing, where they're like, okay, we're gonna get the big shoes on now. Because, <laughs> okay. So, the the friend the friend who was the ballerina, obviously a ballerina, it was... Yeah. She was like... She was the... My favorite very, character in this movie. Yeah, she was really good. <laughs> she was the standard of, I'm wild and crazy, and this is my wild, crazy life. And she's like, look at those two guys. I had them both at the same time. And everyone's like, oh... And they're like, she's like, it's so easy to shock married people. She would, if she was in New York, she would definitely be like a flapper, like uh, for sure, dancing I to mean, the jazz music. I don't know much about Denmark, like during the the twenties to thirties era. What was that? I think it was they like, seemed pretty uh, conservative at that time. They did, yes. I mean, yeah. Okay, so I just. I want to touch on, like, okay, so he doesn't feel comfortable going to social events with his wife, but he's like, okay, but she's like, okay, you don't want to go, maybe someone else can go, but it's still going to be you, I'm just going to dress you up in ladies' clothes, and this is supposed to be incentive for you to go, and he's like, done. This is a red flag. 
he took a little convincing first though he was like i don't know she was like come on he's like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean not not enough okay so also i'd like to say that eddie redmayne very like very androgynous i i watched this is the first movie i ever watched with him in it which he sort of came out of nowhere also i think it was prince harry yeah he went to school with prince harry so he's he's like always been a thing just he was a stage actor before i guess i don't know a little little bit of trivia that i actually know about him i think i watched like an interview with him in it but like this is the first movie i watched with him in it and i was like hmm i was like okay this is like i mean wait you haven't seen what fantastic beasts i actually just saw that and i was like i was like huh this is the second time i've seen eddie redmayne and I'm feeling strangely attracted to him, but I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> because I watched a movie where he was, like, basically a woman the whole time. Hmm. But Wait, you didn't see Les Mis? What? You, you didn't see Les Mis? Like, he was no, in Les Mis I, as well. I, I didn't see Les Mis. I, I, I totally missed the boat on that one. It was like, Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman, two of my favorite actors. Not because of the no. people they are, just because of their what what they've been in that I really like. So that movie okay. is the movie is low key amazing. Uh, well, I know it's all practical like singing, like right? Yeah, the, yeah, that's great. I think Russell Crowe was in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Okay, so the, yeah, and so I, it was a uh, Helen Brotham Carter and blah blah blah. The other guys in all of her movies as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got a handle yeah. on what it's about. I just don't know lame is i'm and i kind of don't want to like watch the movie oh, first because i have a feeling that might this ruin the play makes me want to make that the next movie we're watching um well but i have another i have an, never I have put me through choice. a musical before i mean we will do into the woods eventually oh you know i love musicals right <laughs> i mean i don't love musicals they don't bug me as much as other people but i'm not like Let's watch a musical. I watched Into the Woods, and it was okay, but it's like was not that great. Then again, Into the Woods, I don't know if that was actually a really good portrayal of the actual play. But to me, that seems like it would be a better play. Just, just putting that out there. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, Einar is like, oh, that's right, the friend, she like comes in, and she's like holding lilies, and she's like, oh, you're Lily now, and it's like, is this really where this name came from? Like, how accurate is this to real life, I wonder? I don't know. How did no one think that was him? Uh, she's like, it's his cousin <laughs> from out of town. But, like... He, it was always his cousin from out of town. Where did this cousin come from? But theoretically, like, he was more famous than her, but she was the one who got around the town more. So I don't know, like, I would assume people would know what he, like, looked like. He didn't look that different. I mean, they did put it in there, like, he doesn't like to go anywhere. Like, he, like, I mean, I wonder if he even goes to his, all of his own showings, if he's as, like, well-known of a painter. Well, he okay. was at the the first show in the beginning, and then he went to the ballerina's, like, thing, and then... Yeah, I mean, I but know. when they went to the thing, he's like, oh, there's our married friends. Don't let them see me. You go over and talk to them. And then she walks over and they're like, who's that? And she's like, oh, it's Iron's cousin. 
So, I, okay, I want to talk about this this thing where they go to, this is the party they're preparing for, where she teaches him to, like, walk like a lady, and, yeah. like, dresses him up, and, like, here, wear these shoes. Also, they went and stole all of those clothes and wigs and shit. They stole that. It never got back. Also, was Yeah, that, like, but they went to, they, like, worked company? at that theater. I I think so, because she was painting the backdrops. They were painting the backdrops, so... Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just want to say I worked at a subway once, and all of the employees took free sandwiches, quote unquote five finger discount. And I was like, "You're stealing! Someone pays for that." <laughs> so someone paid for those clothes. They stole them. Uh, uh, I saw, I saw a great video of a woman freaking out at the subway earlier this week. It was, it was. <laughs> Why? Because she had a finger in her food. <laughs> oh man, I, no, I, uh, I can't eat subway anymore. I've worked there. I've seen the other side. Uh, she just had a really bad case of like OCD mixed with just general craziness, and I know what OCD looks like because I have it. Uh, and so I was like, oh, "This woman is haunted by some demons." <laughs> oh no! Well, like a lot of people I know have OCD, like not terribly bad, but it's like this needs to be perfect. I don't think I'm one of those people because <laughs> my shit's a mess all the time. But I mean. I understand well, there's the different forms. Things. It gets it gets bad enough for me where I can't, like, work. Jesus. Sometimes, so. <laughs> well, like most of my like most of my OCD like attacks come from work itself. Oh, I don't know what it is. Like at home, I'm a little bit messy. That's fine, but everything has its place. But at work, everything has to be super organized, and when it's not, I like, I start to panic a little bit. Um, uh. But you know, it's been getting better. Well, work makes you panic in general. It's like... been getting better. Uh, I might have had an episode Friday. But my phone's about to die. That's not good. Oh, can you plug it in or like? No, I have an iPhone Seven. I can only plug in headphones or a charger. Oh my God, <laughs> are you serious? At fourteen percent. At fourteen percent. Let's do this. Let's okay, just keep on let's, going. Let's do this. Okay. So, <laughs> listeners, we only have fourteen percent, so we got to get through all of our segments too. Okay. So. so... Basically, the whole transformation thing happens. This is incredibly painful, and these actors pull this off amazingly. Like, ew. yeah, no, um, I, I think, um, uh, what is Eliza Vikander? Victoria uh, Vikander? What's her name? Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Alicia. Alicia. I, I know her as the new Laura Croft. Uh, I think, uh, I called her Laura this entire time I was writing my notes. Uh, I think Laura had the, uh, I don't know. She was literally the linchpin of this movie. I think this movie was, it, it was her. Okay. I want to bring up something and that's that, uh, is it Mathis, uh, Arts? He was the one who played, yeah. um, Bonds. I think, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think they did the thing where they said the title of the movie, Gerda was there to see him, and he's like, there's this Danish girl in my, like, waiting for me to see her. I'm like, I think the Danish girl is her, to be honest. I mean, I I know the movie's, like, about the whole thing, but I think, like, this movie followed her just as much as, just as much as, um, Einar. That was, this, this I, I honestly think that it's like left up to interpretation who the danish girl is it's like obviously it's the movies the movies about him but it's like i think this is just as much about her i think possibly this might be about her cuz she is called the danish girl at one point so by that incredibly sexy man who i realize 
after almost finishing the movie. He looks like James Franco and Alexander Skarsgård had a blonde Aryan baby. And that is who he is. <laughs> no, that's so true. That's I mean, so I true. mean, think about their two faces. Then you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it took me a long time. Like, I noticed it. I recognize his face. I watched all of True Blood, so I'm very familiar with oh, yeah, yeah, Alexander yeah, yeah. Skarsgård. I love, hate True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I read the books first. Yes, there were books. I read the books first, too. Yeah. Yeah, the books are better. The books are always better. So anyway, back to this movie, because 14%. <laughs> okay. No, so, I, I like the books more because they're bad. Those books are awful. They're, I love bad books, though. It's like... The books were better, though, than the show. The show was like... Uh, the, sh- the books were like... Mom books? I hate to say <laughs> say that as a term, but they're like mom books. It's like, your mom reads this book... She's like, it's like, ooh, I don't, I don't, know. I don't, want, I don't want to get into offensive territory here. But this is a mom book. It's like a housewife book. Uh, I mean, <laughs> technically it's urban fantasy, but it's, I like them. I like those sorts of books. They're very entertaining to me. Like you're not, it's not trying to be anything. <laughs> Back to this movie, which also had a book. So this, so that book, I, sh- I probably should look that book up now, but internet problems. It's called um, Man Into Woman, which, I mean, I think was probably just, like, exactly what it was supposed to be, but that sounds a little bit, like, deep. I was like, Man Into Woman? Hmm. I don't know. But uh, that was, like, her actual journals. It was a collection of her journals, and they only touched on that once, because, you know, after the whole, like, transition thing kept going, she's like, you sure are writing a lot over there. And Lily's all like, yeah, the doctor told me to keep a journal. And it's, like, there's, it's great. I have a lot of stuff to write. Okay, so, like, this this movie also had a journey of, uh, of a wife losing her husband, but slowly, like, it was really sad. She's like, I'm losing him, I don't know what to do. This is, this is like... I know, it's Have you ever sucks. seen the breakup but of she... Vince Vaughn? It was... No, this I, is oh, nothing like no, that. No, Okay, well, don't, just don't. But it's like the look on Jennifer Aniston's face in the one scene where he had like this lap dancer or something in the house they were sharing. It was like yeah. that summed the whole thing up. It's like, okay, this is incredibly painful. It's hard for people to break up, but it's even harder to break up with someone and then technically still be taking care of them. It's like yeah. she. I mean, like. I don't, obviously I don't know the actual, no, of the actual person, but, uh, but the new Laura Croft, uh, Alice Vic- Vikander's character, <laughs> she was, like, just a really good person. It's like, I mean, obviously there was some struggle. And she, there. like, yeah, but she understood, like, what was happening. Like, she was hurt by it, but she still knew that, like, yeah, she can't change what's happening so forward thinking of her I mean just think of the time so forward thinking Yeah. also the friend Hans okay how cringy was that scene where he's like they're like Einar's not coming to dinner and then she, he's like I can come back another time and she's like no he'll be glad to see you and they come in and Lily's in the, in the living room uh, she, yeah that was so awkward I was like ah uh, no <laughs> Do you think he knew then? 
Of course, because he's like, can I help? And she's like, no, you should just go. Obviously. Because then she goes back in there, and this is another example of why she's such a good person. <laughs> she goes back in there, and then Lily slash Einar or whatever is all like, do you think he noticed? I think I got out just in time before he did. And she's like, no, he didn't she... notice. Even though he, like, Ugh. legit was, like, addressing it. He's like, do you need help? Like, should I help him? Uh, so sad. <laughs> it was like, she's such a good person. I think I'm I'm sort of falling on the side of... I, I very deeply sympathize with the character of Einar slash Ellie. But I think this movie yeah. was more about Gerda. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, there was a process that Einar slash Lily... It depends on which part of the movie you're looking at, but... It, I mean, you know what? I didn't watch this with subtitles, but I wonder at what point they would start, like, switching over the titles from Einar Speaks Off-Screen to Lily Speaks Off-Screen. Hmm. Oh, you know what? That's actually a really good question, because I also did not use subtitles. Because, I mean, in, in the script, obviously, at one point, the character name changes from Einar to Lily. I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested about this. I might have to look this up. Either way, coming coming towards the later part of the movie where... Uh, Einar is like no longer dressing or being addressed as the um Einar is it's like just totally Lily. Einar is dead. She said that at one point. She's like and mm-hmm. like really angry, really mad. And uh, again, part of the process and whatever having to let go. Like it was <clears throat> still really fucking sad. It's like oh man. And still it's like the good wife over here. Like she's like, I promise Einar I'd take care of you, and it's like that's amazing, because <laughs> I would be like already five thousand. No, I don't think I would, but it's still very sad. She, I'm not gonna say she put up with a lot because there was nothing wrong, but she like, she was definitely being like a great wife and a really great friend to someone who's kind of being a fucking bitch to her. I have to say, well, <laughs> like it, it's tough because like. Gerda, Gerda is still holding on to what was the past. Yeah, uh, just the, so, yeah. The scene where she's like, I need to talk to Einar, can you go get him? And, she, and she's like, no, I can't. She's like, can you go get him? Not... I need to talk to my husband. And she's like, I can't do that. Uh, just the just the pain in her voice. Uh, it's just so sad. This whole movie is sad. And, it's like, and then she goes to talk to Hans, and she's like, smooch, and then she's like, in so much pain, and she's like, oh my god, I just, like, maybe cheated on my husband, and then she comes back, and Lily is like, and it's Lily dressed as Einar, obviously, and she's all like, she I can't... really wanted to see her husband, ugh. Yeah, and she's like, this is what your husband looks like, but he's not here anymore, I'm really sorry I can't do this. He's not here. Yeah, it's like, he's not here, I'm just dressed up like him, sorry. And it was like, okay. Like, I think that's probably where she realized it, but still, she was, like, all guilty and shit. It's like, you don't have to be guilty. It's like, <laughs> he's gone. I don't think you're married anymore. So, it, it was it was pretty bad. It was it was bad, but then it also got into this, like... Then, then it got into this place where he's like, I'm gonna be a different person. I'm gonna be Einar again. But still dressing, like, really androgynously. And like studying books and shit, and then all of a sudden that thing in the park where those two French guys like beat the shit out of him. I was like, I feel like kind of brought that on himself there. I mean, it's like you could have like just walked back into a more populated area 
and been like, help. Instead, it's like, I'm gonna punch you. Literally the worst decision. <laughs> it's like, there are two people here, and you just attack one of them. Now they beat the shit out of you. This is math. It's like the friend, she's in Paris, and she's like, there's a doctor, and he helps people just like your husband. You know, with his condition. Like, she was being as, like, appropriate as she could about it, but it was still like, it's like, okay, yeah, this is the time. So, or, I don't know what year it was at that point. I think they kept putting title cards, like, for what year it was. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't pay attention to title cards. <laughs> I was, like, really deep in this movie, but I definitely did not pay attention to... I mean, the ones that I paid the most attention to were, like, the beginning... And then the very end where it's like, this is what happened to the real people. Which, by the way, okay, we'll get to the ending in like a minute here because we only have so many percentage on your phone battery. So... Uh, I'm, still at, I'm still at 14%. Oh, well, okay. But either way, <laughs> let's not fuck this up. Because <laughs> literally I'm editing Birdman this week and then I have to post it. And then next week, this is the episode going up. It's like, and and when we started, I, like, gave myself a good four weeks of, like, backlog. And still. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So, yeah. Which is why the hiatus is going to come at the end of season one. I don't know if I mentioned that the end of season one is going to be episode 20, which we will be our second sci-fi original movie night, which is Peter's pick. Super excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Like, oh, I'm super excited. I love... don't know what to, what, don't know, even know what I'm going to pick. You did mention something to me that involved zombies and the Backstreet Boys, and I was like, is this a thing? Because that's amazing. It is a thing. That's amazing. <laughs> and the thing, okay, there's this movie called Crossroads, and Britney Spears is the star. Oh, my it's God. Like, there's, I know, it's like, this is, this is something that happens. Remember that movie with Christina Aguilera called Burlesque? And let's not forget Mariah yeah. Carey's, was it Glitter, Sparkle or something? Like, this is a thing that, like, pop stars do. Or I guess just singers do. Like I'm gonna make a movie about myself. Uh, it was yeah. <laughs> Back to this movie. <clears throat> okay. So then they they go see this doctor, and he's like, "I can actually help you, and I don't want to put you in a straitjacket." Which the scene where they legit brought out an actual straitjacket and we're gonna take him away, I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> he's like sneaking real. out of the window. <laughs> he's sneaking out of the window. I was like, that was a little, that was a little bit comical, which I mean, there was not much comedy, and there was some comedy in this movie, I have to say. Like some things were like just freaking funny, <laughs> but I can't think about them right now. Uh, it. I was like, whoa, this was like actually the time. She was like, people actually got put in straitjackets against their will and taken to the loony bin. It was probably actually called the loony <laughs> bin. Like, not cool. And it's like, and that's what they did to people who... That's what they did to transgendered people. It's like, that's so scary. Isn't it? Okay. I've been trying really, really hard not to talk about this actor because I think he's a little shit and I probably hate him more than Jesse Eisenberg. Which I didn't think oh. was possible. That guy, I forget his name. It was the guy that was like, let me, I want to ask to kiss you. And, you know, so like he didn't ask. And he's like, well, I'm a little fucking shit anyway. Obviously he didn't say that. Saw him first in Cloud Atlas, hated him there. And then I saw him again in this, and I hated him here. So, 
Klaus, right? No. Mm, I don't know. Klaus? Yeah, Klaus. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, because she's like, you don't understand, Klaus is a homosexual, there's nothing going on. I was like, okay. Also, proper use of the word homosexual. Very much appreciated <laughs> it. It was like, it sounds so analytical. It's like, you don't understand, he's a homosexual. <laughs> so. She's so, like, yeah, we're not, we're not. Fuck. He's like, yeah, there's no relationship here. He's just gay. Yeah, it's like we're, we're just friends. It's like I have a gay best friend. This is this will be a thing in a hundred years. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, it'll happen. <laughs> um, but it, it was so like okay, the part where they're seeing him off at the train, and he's like, I have to go alone because I'm leaving because Einar is leaving. And he's never coming back. He's getting on a midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> I hope I said that right, because I don't remember if it's Georgia or Dallas. You you did. Okay, it, good. <laughs> to Dallas? Why would it be Dallas? I don't know why. It's always rung in my head that way, possibly. <laughs> why? <laughs> Two That's syllables. So Georgia, Dallas. There, there you go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Was, and then... She was all like, well, goodbye. And then the amazingly good friend, Hans, who I feel like was just the sexy star of the movie every time he was on screen. I don't know if you felt that, but I sure did. <laughs> he was like, you're, he's like, I've only ever liked a few people in my life, and you're two of them. I was like, you're the best. <laughs> Will you marry me? Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Then the surgery thing, like, the, okay, I don't know how much you know about, like, actual bottom surgery, like, um, male to female bottom surgery, but, like, the thing that he described, I was like, whoa, this is, like, gonna be a hack job and a half, like, <laughs> this is the best medicine was. I know um, about female to male, I don't know about male to female, not. Well, there's no, there's, like, no huge skin grafting or anything. Digging a hole yeah. is easier than building a pole, as a lot of plastic surgeons would say. So. Yeah. But still, it's like, the way they were going about this, I was like, whoa, this is like not, <laughs> this is totally not how it's done. There has been a lot of advances from then. Also, people didn't die, or people don't really die anymore. Because, you know, medicine and cleanliness. Uh, the, the surgery, like, the after the surgery scene, he's like, we had to give him a lot of morphine. But, you know, and we, he's in, like, a shit ton of pain. And then she walks in the room, and then she's like, I'm here now. And then it's like, he's not crying because he's, no, like, in pain. She's there, yeah. He's like, oh my god, you're so good to me. <laughs> I'm like, yes, she is good to you. She's the best person of this movie. <sighs> okay. So, Gerda's art career, was it crazy that she started getting everything she wanted right as she was losing her husband. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it so sucks. poetic. Very Shakespearean. Like, wow, you're getting, like... Because the, the art guy, she was like, I can't leave, I can't go to Paris just now. The art guy was like... He's like, this is your one chance. <laughs> I know. Which is funny, because I felt like that art guy was, like, a huge dick throughout, like, at the beginning of the movie. And then I realized he was. he was just trying to push her to be the artist he knows she can be. He's like, 
you only get one shot and not miss a chance to go. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Never mind. <laughs> also, like, she was how she was very, uh, oh man. Do you think she's like an early on, uh, dominatrix? Oh, that was so good. Wait, what? <laughs> like that scene where she, okay, that scene where she's like painting oh. that guy. Yes, I think she was. I think she's oh, like. Oh, that was great. Cause, okay, she said something. She's like, she's like, oh, it was like kissing myself, and it's like, yeah, I guess. But then it's like, it's like he's so delicate and demure, and she's like, I'm a fucking get on top bitch. <laughs> like that thing, where, I mean, I don't know. It, it seemed to me where he was like wearing the night the undergarment thing. And yeah. then it, all of a sudden it's like, okay, sexy time, but like kinky sexy, <laughs> sexy. time. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, this is like, this is very, it was, it spoke to something that I feel like it's too early for me to like comprehend right now, but it was deep. But also it's like, she's like really kinky. <laughs> I'm into this. Also, I'd like to say <laughs> this movie might definitely qualify for our category for tasteful male nudity as well as tasteful female nudity. Oh yeah, there's oh man, that dick slip. <laughs> that was it was like this is like a powerful moment, but you know, there's a dick. Also, Eddie dick. Redmayne will go there. So good to know. He's a, he's an act he's not an actor, he's an artist. He does things for the craft. <laughs> like raping someone on oh, stage. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> or on stage boners. <laughs> on stage boners. <laughs> so, oh my god, on stage boners. Um, man. So. Can't wait for that that Eddie Redmayne as what's his face from Harry Potter and that Dumbledore makeout scene. Can't wait for that. Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> wait. Yes. Does a makeout scene? Eddie here? Redmayne and Jew. I don't know. That's what. That's no, only this, this in my can't. dreams. Okay, I was gonna say this can't be a thing, cause. Well, like... the, the rumor is that uh that um, my Newt Samander and Dumbledore had like. A thing. They were a couple. Yeah, they were a couple. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Cause like he was totally into that. Chick no. In the first movie, we're spoiling Fantastic Beasts, but I don't care. He's, just, he's like leaving on the boat, and he's like, I will come back to visit. And also, yeah, John, I don't know Johnny I don't Depp's think so. character who was all in disguise. He's like, I don't know why Dumbledore likes you so much. It's like, this could be a thing. Also, I, I'm, I'd like I to say that guy, the the one who was like, I don't know why Dumbledore likes you so much, the one yeah. that Johnny Depp was disguised as for most of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> if it was possible for Johnny Depp Spoilers. to actually be controlling that guy's motion, like body from afar. I think he would have done it. Even like I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna redeem myself for Tonto. Um, so he was like, I don't know why That's Dumbledore. So I know, right? It was, That's so funny. I I can't, I can't. I mean, Johnny Depp does a lot of things that I can't support, but that was one of them for sure. I mean, he's also yeah, done a lot no, of good I things. Edward Scissorhands. Johnny Depp's really time is over. His time is over. I don't know why he was at the end of that movie. They should have just kept it on. What's his face? Because, well, because that guy, I guess he's actually like a good person. That's Dumbledore's ex-boyfriend. So that's like a thing. Like I saw, I, yeah. saw, I saw something about this. I was like, what? 
Also, I really like that J.K. Rowling is like, offhand, yeah, Dumbledore's gay, but then all of a sudden it's like, I'm gonna start writing this other series, and yes, he's 100% gay. This is part of his real character the whole time. You know Jude Law is playing him, right? Dumbledore? Who? Jude Jude Law is playing young Dumbledore in the next movie. Ah, oh, that sucks. I fucking hate Jude Law. <laughs> Why do you hate Jude Law? He's Wait, really, what? He, he's I really good. I like Jude Law. I, I, I liked Jude Law for a long time. This is a thing where it's like, I should like the actor for their talent, not for who they are, but it's like, I just don't like him. <laughs> like Jude Lore, as he pronounces it, it's kind of a dick. It's like, never mind. I don't want to get into Jude Lore's personal life, but it's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> I don't like Jude Law anymore. I mean, uh, I like the other guy who I always think is Jude Law. I think he was in, um, was it Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. I would have liked that guy better for yeah. the part. He looks just like him. I always forget his name. Isn't that, isn't that Jude Law in Sherlock Holmes? No, it's like Owen something. I think. Maybe? I don't nope. know. Nope. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure that was Jude Law. No, it wasn't. Was it? Jude Law's put on weight. I just saw, like, a video of Jude Law in Suits. It was like an advertisement video for Suits, too, and I was like, this is stupid. But okay. Okay, I'm looking up cast. You're talking about the Robbie Downey, Downey Jr. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, that's Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I still don't like Jude Law. <laughs> You're like, that guy from that movie is the perfect young Dumbledore, and it is still Jude Law. <laughs> Uh, fine. Jude Law can be Dumbledore, but I'm not gonna like it. He better do justice to this part. That's like Sky. Sky yesterday. Oh my God. Sky yesterday at D and D was like, Oh man, I really want to eat these fries I bought. They're sweet and spicy fries. And like, puts them in the oven, bakes them right, pulls them out, and he's like, These fries are really disappointing because they're potato fries. <laughs> what? Or they're, he was like, They're really disappointing because they're sweet potato fries. And I was like, I look at the bag, and I'm like, the bag says sweet, or spicy and sweet potato fries. He's like, no, I thought they said spicy and sweet potato fries. I was like, there's no other type of fries. Oh my god. You can't just put potato in front of fries. There's only potato fries. <laughs> it would say spicy and free sweet fries. And he's like, no, it definitely said spice spicy and sweet <laughs> <laughs> potato fries I can't believe that so basically I just mixed up sweet potatoes and potato fries great <laughs> great oh I started dying and like I couldn't stop laughing awesome okay <laughs> uh, okay <Man>. fine <laughs> Jude Law he can be that back to back to the Danish girl we gotta talk about the end of this movie where she dies yes <laughs> It was like, the okay, the way they did it, it's like, I had a dream that I was a baby, and my mother was rocking me in her arms, and she called me Lily, and I, she was like, that's beautiful, and then dead. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, the most sad shit on the planet. Hated it. I have a feeling this would have gone differently. I'm not sure if this is what actually happened, because based on a true story, not actually a true story, 
She was like, you're not strong enough for this surgery. And she's like, the doctor thinks I am. It's like... Mm. No, it's like, you haven't talked to the doctor. No, yeah, and like, unless there was a letter. It's like, I don't think that's what happened. I think it was... Okay, so she was sitting there writing her journal, and she, like, takes a pill. And then, like, they start getting into this, like, scrap or whatever. They start squabbling at each other. And all of a sudden, she, like, takes another pill. She's like, didn't you just take one of those a minute ago? And she's like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Definitely like, becoming more sassy. Uh, yep, more. The, I, I know what I I know what I'm doing. It's my life. <laughs> it's like, do you know what you're doing with yours? Because you need to move on. That was like such a oh my bitchy God. thing to say. It's like, wow, you suck. It's like this person has been taking care of. You. She's like, I promise, Einar would take care of you. And she's like, Einar's dead. Fuck off. Let me do my. Let me live my life. Before this, though. She, like, starts working in a makeup shop. She's going around, like, makeup store, hanging out with the girls. She's totally passing. Everyone loves it. She she loves it. She's like, this is, I'm a real woman now. Almost. And, and they're like, how do you, you're so thin, and your waist is so small. How do you do it and eat all that sugar? She's like, I don't eat anything all else. All I eat is, she's <laughs> <laughs> like, all I eat is sugar. Like, so in other words, you're eating, like, a hummingbird. Okay. <laughs> Not safe or recommended. Also, she was like, you have to take your pills every few hours. I'm assuming that was, like, I don't know what sort of pills. Like, anti-rejection medication or something? But then she was also, also, these, but only if you need them. I'm assuming those were pain pills. And she's like, every two hours, and you have to eat something beforehand. And she's like, it's okay, I already have a few macaroons in my bag. And it was, like, the daintiest food. Also, in your bag. <laughs> Love it. Everything. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, I don't want to talk about the end of this movie. That final scene, did it make you cry? Because... No, I cried during all movies. The final scene did... Oh, I got a little... I got sad, but I didn't cry. And I cried during everything. Okay. Like... Fuck, I cried during Jurassic World. <laughs> multiple times. Well, Jurassic World means something to you, though. Jurassic World, I was like, haha, they ate the British girl. <laughs> um... Huh. <clears throat> That final, okay. I just want to like tell a quick story. The first time I saw this movie it was really fucking early in the morning. It was like three a.m. I woke up and I was like, I "Can't go to sleep." Like I'm not working today. I don't remember why I wasn't working. I was like, "I can't go to sleep. I'm just gonna stay up, check what's on HBO." The Danish girl was on. I was like, "Oh, this is really good. Uh, I've never seen Eddie Redmayne before in anything." So I put it on, and at the end of the movie, I like. Uh, I was doing the ugliest cry you can imagine, like, shit running out of my face and, like, making the noises and, like, the, just the ugliest ugly cry you can think. And I was like, that was so fucking sad but beautiful and, like, that's why I want to do this movie. It was fucking sad but it was also beautiful and it was based on a true story which was even sadder and even more beautiful. And after that, I decided to watch that movie where there was, like, this was it police detective woman played by julianne moore and she was dying and then she wanted to give her police pension to um ellen page and it was like a thing <laughs> it was like a legal thing and they were like going before the court and she's like i'm dying i just want to give her my pension and then they like do the true story thing again and i was like cried after that too so <laughs> apparently it was a morning that i was feeling particularly like torturing myself it's really fucking sad shit, so... <laughs> so go ahead and go watch those two movies one after the other. Oh, God. 
So, uh, final scene, there's this scarf. Lily bought it for Gerda. And she's like, okay. She's like, look, I got myself a dress. Oh, and here's a scarf. <laughs> Excuses. <laughs> um, and then, like, before, before Einar gets on the train, the midnight train to Georgia, she gives him the scarf. Yeah. She, she gives him the scarf. She's like, it looks better on you anyway. And then, at the end of the movie, it's like, scarf again, but she's wearing it, because obviously it, like, it reminds her of Lily and everything that she's lost. They go to the place, her and Hans. Or she wanted cause... her scarf back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she secretly wanted that scarf back. Oh, man. But her and Hans, her sexy new boyfriend, they go, they go to the place. And it's like this is where this is where this is where the swamp is. And they show the picture that they showed at the beginning of the movie is a very interesting jump cut. One of those things where you're like, I don't get this, but then it fills in throughout the movie, and then you get it finally. And then the, they're like up on the the hill, and there's like this beautiful, like picturesque clouds with light coming through them over the sea. And then scarf flies away, and it flies. And she's like, no, let it go. And then it flies up into the wind and just keeps going up and up and up. And she's like, it's hers now. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't think she actually said that, but still. It's like, or did she say, like, let her fly or something? Oh my god. Okay. Then I, <sighs> I thought she went there to let the scarf fly into the sky. Um, I don't think that so. That was my take on that. I don't think that's exactly what she did, but I think when it happened, she's like, she felt like it was right. I don't know. Uh, it was so... It was wrong. It was... <laughs> okay. It was right, actually. It was really beautiful. But then they're like, title card, this is what actually happened. And I, like, last night, watching this movie, like, I sort of, like, got weepy and shit. It was like, Gerda continued painting pictures of Lily for the rest of her life. I was like, that killed me. Uh, <laughs> the end. The end of the movie. What'd you think of the movie? Um, I really enjoyed it. it. I mean, it was good, right? It was sad, but it was good. It was well done. Okay. <laughs> Time for... Uh, shining light. Okay. What was your shining light? <laughs> um, any scene when they're painting. I, I really liked the painting scenes. Even though he was painting the same swamp over and over again. I really enjoyed it. That was actually really good. Uh, especially a scene where he was like, oh, I finally got that white I needed. Oh my god, I was telling you that. <laughs> I know the struggle. The struggle is real. It's like, gotta mix up the right color. Or else it's fucked. Trust me. Well, you paint, I paint. We have done this before, where it's like, it's the wrong color. And you've done the whole thing. Oh, I painted the entire time I watched this movie. <laughs> oh, well, that's very method of you. Thank you for doing that. I have none of my supplies with me right now. <laughs> At least one of us drew inspiration. Okay. Uh, my shining light uh, was where she was like... You know what? There were so many good scenes. I'm not sure if I want to go with the funny part. You know what? Two-parter. Funny part. She was walking out of the thing. They're like, how are you so skinny if you eat sugar all the time? She's like, I don't need anything else. I was like, ha <laughs> Hilarious. Because definitely a thing. But then also the part where he goes to the Paris, like, what was it? It was like a, it was a box. He was like watching some naked chick from a box. And then... Yeah, that was weird. 
that, but it was like this thing where it's like this is him there's his reflection in the class but then there's also the girl and it's like basically he's imagining himself as being like this beautiful woman and it's like there's it a very compelling scene although it was weird it was it was I thought whoever directed this was really good at directing also the reflection thing was super deep it, it was good it was a lot of symbolism all packed into one scene and there were there was no dialogue no nothing was explained other than he's looking at some sexy chick in the box with amazing tits by the way just saying <laughs> okay so <laughs> how many how many trees in a swamp that is inside you would you give this movie i would give it four trees in the swamp inside of me very very solid um oh man i haven't thought of this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many <laughs> how many totally obvious paintings do you give this movie totally obvious paintings hmm I mean those paintings were obviously of oh you, you mean obviously. just with tits <laughs> how many paintings of a dude with tits okay uh yeah um I want to give this like four four point five paintings of a dude with tits. So it's pretty solid. Yeah, it was this is a solid, solid movie. Okay. Would you recommend it? Yes, I would recommend it. I as well would recommend it. I think I have recommended this actually. I think I recommended this to my mother. If you're listening, Mom, I know you are, watch the movie. It's sad as fuck, but it's good. <laughs> I don't think I would recommend it to my mom because I, I think she'd be like what is this <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I've never actually used this term on the podcast but my mom has been she's been like really woke as of late and it's like she like told me this movie and I was like that is sadder and even more twisted up than this movie was but wow I'm surprised that you watch those sorts of things so I think my mom would be like are you trying to tell me something I'd be like what <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to sell me macaroons I know it <laughs> oh man uh, she's more of a biscotti person uh, I've been watching <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wait until what's giving me life to talk about that okay <laughs> um, so the next segment before our creative rewriting which I don't know if I have much about that one is Peter's review corner maybe yeah let's do this okay what Let's okay. let's hear something. Let's hear some opinions we don't agree with. Okay, like I know, right? Okay, so I did a good a ten and a one star. Okay. So. The one star comes from user on Metacritic named Simpsons ninety two. If you're listening, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just die. He goes okay. He goes okay. WTF? Question mark? Question mark? One of the worst movies of twenty fifteen. Cheesy dialogue, undeveloped characters, awful direction, and especially a painful and forced performance by Eddie Redmayne. Who proves that his Oscar last year was total robbery? Not even Vikander's Tour de Force could save this from the ashes. Skip this one, or simply wait until it comes on normal TV. It's so bad. Lots of O's, right? 
Oh yeah, so so many us. <laughs> Whatever. You sir are ignorant. I didn't think the dialogue was cheesy. No. I don't think I don't think the dialogue was cheesy at all. He's just not deep enough to understand it. There was a lot there's a lot said in words that were like just pretty plain. Okay. The good movie. Shut up. <laughs> Hate this guy. Okay. <laughs> Next review. Okay, so ten stars by Edna Calderia. I think this review is made for this movie. <laughs> um The Danish girl portrays beautifully the struggle of a very of the very first transgendered person. It's an absolute masterpiece. Eddie Redmayne managed to touch my soul and come and come to understand fully any transgender out there. Although I'm not keen on the way Alicia handled Gerda, I'm still blown away by her performance. From costumes to scenery, everything is marvelous, and the aesthetics are on point. Just an amazing movie. The aesthetics are definitely on point, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, capturing soul, Eddie Redmayne, I guess. There's more the subject material he was given, but he was very good with it. Okay. Okay, uh, Cravery Writing. Yes. I don't have anything. Nothing? You wouldn't change a thing? No. Not really. Maybe he survives at the end and lives a happy life and he adopts a child. <laughs> and gets a husband, just like the doctor. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Was that weird? That was weird. I'd like a husband, that was super just weird. like you one day. And then he, the doctors all, like, swerve. But I think he said, that looks just like you. And that makes it even more weird. I know. It's like, basically, he's like, kind of, or she's like, kind of turning me on right now, doctor. And he's like, gonna kiss your hand, but my lips are not going to touch any part of your body. <laughs> Sounds like the weirdest air kiss I've ever seen. That was a little weird. Yeah. But based on true story, can't skew the truth that much. Um... Hmm. What would I change about... I don't know if I would change anything about this movie. I mean, it told the story very well. Um, no, no, I would change something. Uh, I'd recast that little shit who played Klaus, just because I don't like the actor. Don't know why, every time he's on screen, I just feel rage. More than Jesse Eisenberg, so that's a lot. So. Fuck you, you little shit, wherever you are, you ruined Cloud Atlas for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god. <coughs> and on that note, <coughs> what is giving you life while I'm dying over here? Okay, two things are giving me life. One ties into the movie we are going to watch next week. Yay. Um, but I have been just watching nonstop... Uh, the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Love that show so much. <laughs> More reality TV. I know, I know, I know. You you don't know how intense it is to bake bread until you watch the show and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> no, I know how intense it is to make bread because like, I make bread and it's intense. Like edge, yeah, but in like a hardcore competition like this, it's like edge of the seat. Like, oh, I hope it doesn't fuck up. And then like, <laughs> just so many people cry over baked goods. <laughs> I just love it. I love it so much. I'm just crying over baked goods. Uh, unless there's like, what, a million dollar prize on the line or something, right? I don't know. They never really say. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Oh, wait. I don't want to say it until I say my uh, 
my movie. Okay, fine. That's just what's our next movie. That's the next segment, which is next movie. I actually had to write that down in parentheses as next movie. Um, Sometimes I think we have too many segments. I think maybe, but I don't know what I would want to drop, really. I mean, Peter's Review Corner is like the bread and butter of our segments. <laughs> I mean, star rating is necessary. We should talk about this. We should talk about this not on air, but maybe we could like switch back and I don't know. <laughs> it's up to you. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, hmm, I really like the What's Giving You Life. Okay, so What's Giving Me Life this week? I do too, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> let's recommend something that's maybe not a movie but really good. So, What's Giving Me Life this week is uh, so I'm out of town. Uh, I'm in this like weird place. Okay, so it's pronounced Elhoy, but I just want to say Eljoy because that's the way it's spelled, and it kind of sounds Game of Thronesy. So there's this town called Eljoy between Phoenix and Tucson. If you're ever there for some god awful reason, <laughs> there's literally one Mexican food restaurant in the whole town, and it's the hole in the wall, little tiny shit shack. There are bars on the windows, but the best fucking tostada I've ever had. So good. <laughs> you know, the best Mexican food comes from the crappiest places. So good. So that's what's giving me life. Good Mexican food in obscure places. Maybe truck drivers listen to us. I don't know. There are a lot of truck drivers who stop there. So go eat that Mexican food. They're on Yelp. They're good. I think it's called... I don't know. It starts with an N. I don't want to say it's Nero's, because that would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. It's Nero's. It's the Greek Mexican food restaurant. <laughs> I know, but like, there's a um, there's a Cuban restaurant near me, and they're like, we sell Chinese food. I'm like, that's weird, right? The thought of churros and fortune cookies together, everything. <laughs> like, you open up a churro, and there's like a fortune cookie fortune in it. <laughs> so good. Okay, so tell us, tell the listeners and me, what is the next movie we're going to be doing? Okay, so um. Oh my god. What is that music festival that's going on right now down in California? Um, Hell if I know. Coachella. Okay, so right now Coachella is going on <laughs> down in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hans, yeah, and famous uh, like music scorer Hans Zimmern uh, it performed at Coachella playing music from all of his movies. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's great. So, <clears throat> one of the performances, you can watch the video on YouTube, uh, he did music from the movie Inception. Oh, man. And I was like, I need to rewatch Inception. <laughs> oh, man, we're doing Inception? Yeah. Have you, you seen, have you seen <laughs> Inception? Oh, man. Prepare to get Incepted. It's called The Kick. Do you... <laughs> it shocks you out of being asleep. Oh, man. Do you not want to do Inception? I fucking love Inception. Yes, we're going to do Inception. Best okay. shit ever. Okay. Yeah. I've only seen it once. I saw it in theaters at an IMAX theater. Like, an actual IMAX theater. Not, like, one of those fake IMAXs where it's just, like, a regular theater size. No, I saw it on a giant, like, 100-foot dome. Oh, my God. I really want to see the movie again. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Don't think the experience will be that intense again, though. Just going to say. It's not. But I still want to see this movie. I may actually already have this movie. I love Inception. Okay. Next movie, Inception. It's time for that special <laughs> part of the episode now. <laughs> Let's get on that midnight train to Georgia and close off the <laughs> close off the episode. 
So until next time, I'm Red. In that train to Georgia. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I was saying midnight train to Georgia. Uh, I'm Peter. <laughs> I'm Red. And until next time. And I'm Peter. Yeah. The, wait. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Stay amateur? Yeah, stay amateur. Stay amateur, right? Yes. Stay amateur. Okay. You heard it. Okay, listen. Stay amateur. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> end of We're end, never going to get this right. Nope. Probably not. For the man, too much for the man. He couldn't make it, so he's leaving the life he's come to know. Ooh. He said he's going, he said he's going back to find, going back to find Ooh, ooh, ooh what's left of his world, the world he left behind. He's so fine.